following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday on the Huge Show, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and the chase for the NBA title is in full swing mode. And there's a huge offer for new customers right now who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, and those new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Just download the DraftKings King Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to the huge show. Final hour on this Monday. Moneyline Monday, as the huge one calls it. Bill is out today. He's off today and tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's guest host, TBD. Uh, I'm Jeff Risden. I'm in for today. Can't do tomorrow, unfortunately, but uh, I'm sure they will have capable people taking care of you tomorrow afternoon. In this hour, we got something special here. So one of the hats that I wear, uh, I am the managing editor for the Lions Wire and the Draft Wire at USA Today. But my favorite hat that I wear, my most fun hat, is I'm a co-host of the Detroit Lions podcast. And joining us for the next couple segments here is my co-host with the Detroit Lions podcast, Mr. Chris Lyons. Chris. How are you doing, Jeff? It is good to hear your voice. It's it's strange not seeing you because normally we do this when we're, we're looking at each other on camera, but uh, we'll have to adapt and, and behold here. Chris. Yeah. It's good to hear you. Are, let's, let's, so. Are you wearing, are you wearing a hat today on Moneyline Monday? Is that what you're doing on the radio? Just, of course yeah. I am. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cover those glorious locks. Yeah, absolutely. We, we do what we can. So, um, this case, so this is pertinent. We're, we're basically going to do a little bit of a, what we do on our podcast here. We're just yakking back and forth. And one of the things that we talk about a lot is the NFL as a whole. And, uh, we, we get away from the Lions from time to time. And one of the things that has come out, Adam Schefter from ESPN just tweeted out that the official schedule release is this week. The NFL making news by announcing their own news, um, which is nobody does that better than the NFL. But it says they're going to have a Black Friday game. Games no longer are necessarily belong to a network. And this is where I want to go with you, Chris. That means that the Lions might not be on your local Fox affiliate uh, wherever you are in the state of Michigan or around the country. They might be on CBS. Maybe it'll be on the the who knows whatever network we're going to get bidding on it. They're not locked in anymore. That's that's something that's uh, very interesting. We might get some different announcing crews that way. Yeah, and I think that that uh, how much how welcome will that be? There's some great crews out there, and I don't want to I don't want to besmirch some of those those that do such a great job. But um, there's so there's some pretty bad crews there as well. It's nice to see that we're going to have a bigger pool of folks to hear calling the game for us. A few more people to dislike, a lot more people to like. I think it'll be a good it's a good plan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we're we're uh, working on your cell here, Chris. You're a little fuzzy, but uh, we'll hopefully get through that at all. Um, we we got to talk, so we're doing a live show this coming week. But uh, last week's show, 
we hit on the the draft value notion, and that's something that we're we're trying to get past. And I just want you to state something that you said in last week's show about the concept of draft value not meaning much if you're getting good players that help your team. And I've adopted that as my mantra. Um, just can you expound upon what what concept we were talking about there? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I've been I've been thinking about this a couple different ways and draft value. I mean, and, and you know, a lot of people talked about Malik Willis at two at two last year. He wound up going at the end of the third round. What was his draft value? Well, it was the end of the third round. I I, I really started to equate this like the stock market. Whatever price people are buying and selling on on the day, that's the value of that player. And how they play after that will raise and lower their stock when their next contract comes. But otherwise. There's no value except when they're on the field. And when you're building a team, if you have, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make up a story here, but you have an offensive line of all first round, number one overall picks, the best O line in the league couldn't be improved, why would you draft, why would you draft an offensive lineman? I think you might be better off with that terrible defensive side of the ball, <laughs> picking up a guy at, at the best linebacker, for example, uh, at that position to fill a position of need for you and get you the value that you need. The draft value, there's there's positional value, and then there's the perceived value of the players, and then there's the actual value that the league has placed on those players. And it's it's a real interesting economy how these things are stacked. And I, I love watching it play out, but at the end of the day, whatever that draft board report is after the end of the first round, second round, and so on, that's the value of those players. Yeah, and you're not dealing with uh, like positional value. Like if you get pl- the, the goal of the draft is to make your team better by player acquisitions. Did the Detroit Lions do that, Chris? Absolutely, they did. Absolutely, I, I know. A lot, even I on draft night, I scratched my head at the uh, at the Campbell pick. Uh, Jack Campbell, I was I was like, oh, yeah, a linebacker. Like, what's, what's going on here? But you know something? They have that position fixed for ten years now, and, they, and 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 they'll never have to deal with it again. They've got the number one linebacker out of the draft uh, to play that position for them. They have the what you know, our, our friend Emory Hunt, the number one running back in the draft, <laughs> in in Jameer Gibbs. They continue to get these top guys at these positions, and eventually, you fill all your positions with the best guy. You're going to be a darn good football team. That's the whole point. Yeah, we're talking with uh, my podcast co-host from the Detroit Lions podcast, Chris Lyons. We'll use that as his nom de guerre. Good, good choice, by the way. I like that. Um, Thank you. And uh, so you brought up, uh, we did an interview with Emery Hunt, uh, Mr. Football Game Plan. He's been on, on this huge show with me before as well. Uh, and he had Jameer Gibbs as his number one running back above Bijan Robinson from Texas, who went uh, to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight overall. But uh, one of the things that Emery stressed with with Gibbs was his ability to make explosive plays in the passing game, and this is something that we've talked about on the pod. It's something we've talked about in our in our uh, private Slack channel. Uh, the, the they're not going to use him as a running back. He is a weapon, and I think limiting him as a running, calling him a running back, is, is doing a disservice to Gibbs. Hundred percent. I mean, this is again you can you can you can tie this with the positional value conversation in that. Did you just pick a running back? Because, oh, no, we don't pick running backs in the first round anymore in the NFL. I think you got a little more than a running back. I think you got a slot receiver, a wide receiver. you got a guy who can play in the flat. You've got a guy who is not going to see the same kind of punishment 
that Montgomery is going to see, for example. Montgomery is your traditional running back. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is an offensive weapon. He will play the running back position. Um, he will play all kinds of positions. I expect to see the ball hit his hands. And I tell you, Riz, this is one of the places where I think the, the Lions really hit a home run because when you start putting Amon Ra out there and you have Gibbs and, and Laporta, who we'll talk about, uh, J-Mo, when he gets back, I, I, you've got, you've got and, I mean, even Montgomery still in the backfield. You've got a heck of an offense out there. You've got a threat that any defense is going to have to consider multiple players, and they're going to have to pick their poison on, on what they're going to do to try to defend that. 100%. And, uh, you know, we, we got Jared Goff distributing the ball. He showed at the end of last season that when he's got that plethora of weapons at his disposal, he's really good at finding the, the proper weapon to utilize on each snap. And, uh, again, we got a bit, a little, little bit delayed gratification because, you know, J-Mo's suspended for the first six games. We haven't seen what Gibbs does yet. But I'm really excited about the idea of using Gibbs and Montgomery in the backfield together. And like you said, you know, Gibbs, Gibbs led Alabama in receptions last. He was their leading receiver. Uh, that's a good football team down there. I mean, Bryce Young went number one overall. Uh, I think he knows how to throw the ball to a running back pretty well. <laughs> that, 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 that I'm tantalized by what Ben Johnson can do with Montgomery and Gibbs in the, in the game together with Amon Ra, with JMO, even with, with Sam Laporta, who we'll talk about here in a second. But my goodness, it's an exciting time to be an offense, uh, to love the Lions offense. You know, I think we're one player away from being able to run the wishbone, Riz. <laughs> oh, give us Billy Sims. That's, uh, for, for those of you who remember Billy Sims back in the day at, at Oklahoma. Yeah. As I said earlier in the show, uh, my number 20 Lions jersey says Billy Sims on it. It's not a throwback. It doesn't fit anymore. I've grown a little little since 1980, <laughs> but yeah, haven't we all? Um, yeah. You brought up Laporta. This is another one where a lot of us were scratching our heads. Uh, Friday night of the draft, um, you were live on air um, getting a reaction, and, and, and uh, it was puzzling. Uh, and I, I wonder if you've had any more time that you've processed it now about how you feel about what Laporta offers the Lions. Yeah, so there was the, the – I started clouding the, the Campbell pick and then Laporta. I was like, does somebody's brother work in Iowa? What's going on here, right? <laughs> and then I started thinking, well, wait a minute. We got uh, Gibbs. We've got JMO. I mean, we've got a, a couple fellows from Alabama along the way here as well. So uh, I don't think it's as, as much the school and maybe a couple of scouts on the table harder. I started looking and I see Laporta. I mean, he's all upside. He, he might not be the fastest tight end on the field. He can really play any any type of. He can play in line. He can play any one of the, those kind of those tight end spots that you have on the field. In a one on one situation, he knows he's a good route runner. Um, he's he's absolutely going to do some damage out there. And again, he's he's you know. But one of the things that he always did, and when I watched his tape, was he's a guy who when he does go down, he falls forward. Um, our previous Iowa tight end didn't usually fall forward and fell every time he caught the ball, it felt like. Um, we have a guy that can get some yardage here. That's a genuine field. And you have, you know, Gibbs, Montgomery, St. Brown, J-Mo out there. Laporta, he is bound to be ready to grab that ball, and he can move. He can move. He can move uh, really well. I have a really good feeling 
about what we're going to see about Laporta in this offense and how he's going to open up options for Jared Goff on the few defenses that are going to be able to, to put up with the, the threats that we're putting on the field. Joined here by Chris Lyons, my co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. This is Jeff Risen sitting in for the huge show today across Michigan. Thanks for joining us, Michigan. It's a lovely afternoon. Getting to talk some Lions, and we're, we are very excited about the Detroit Lions. And let's let's stick with the tight end theme for a second, because you and I have both watched a lot of James Mitchell. Last year's fifth-round pick yeah. came on late in the season, recovered from an ACL, um, and, and he, he was the NFL's leading receiver he caught every pass that was thrown to him last year. He had 11 uh, passes thrown his way. He caught them all. That was the highest rate in the NFL um, for people that caught all their passes. What happens with him now that Laporta is in the game? I, I think he, he continues to play. He becomes another weapon. Um, I, I'm excited to see. I mean, and, and look, we saw uh, Penny Stool play one heck of a tight end role. You know Ben Johnson wants a tight end. <laughs> I think with uh, with Mitchell for both the field, it gives, again, so many options. And this is where, uh, you know, the word was kind of burnt a little bit in previous coaching regime, but the whole idea of multiple and multiplicity. So many weapons for Jared Goff, both in the run, play action, pass, in the entirety is open, and we've got a heck of an offensive line for him to play behind. This should be one of the most exciting lines offenses we've seen in a long, long time. It's I'm, I'm, Mitchell is going to be is going to be a, a piece of that. I don't know if he's going to be the lead guy, but he will definitely be the field, and he will definitely um, offenses. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of. Uh, you can even see some now multiple receiving tight end looks, which is something that they just haven't been able to do, um, not successfully, anyways, in a long time. Um, red zone. So one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in here for Bill, the huge one. And one of the things that he talked about before the draft was who is the guy who's like going to scare the opponent when you're in the red zone? Do you think that's Gibbs? Do you think it's Laporta? Or do you think it's going to be like the, the committee and like, oh, we don't know where they're going to go. So we can't like, oh, help. Um, do you, do you, you know, do, what do you see on that? Yeah. I feel like Montgomery is going to eat. Especially okay. in, inside the 10. I think Montgomery is going to, they're going to leverage the, the offensive line, the power they have there and let those guys run downhill. And Montgomery is going to find, is going to find all kinds of, all kinds of food down there in the end zone. He's going to eat. Um, now, now you get it further out, you know, between the 10 and the 20, I think Gibbs is a prime player. A St. Brown, of course, of course, I'm on I think anywhere on the field, that's a guy that can find his way open and can find his yeah. ball. So I mean, it's a, in multiple, I think in tight people there have gotten about Montgomery. He's going to really find uh, find his his plate full. You know, it is interesting that he doesn't get a lot of press anymore. And when when we signed him in Detroit, everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, we're getting the Bears' best player! Like this is a great thing." And now he's kind of an afterthought. And that's that tells you what kind of weaponry that we have on the Detroit Lions' offense now. And Ben Johnson, the the master of puppets, for lack of a better word, in, in pulling strings and getting guys open, using the using Jared Goff as the puppet master to get the ball out. I'm uh, I'm I'm thrilled that this is coming out this way. Um, so one of the things that we talked about in the podcast in the past, you were adamant that Ben Johnson was not going anywhere this off season, and one of the reasons why was because of everything that was at its disposal. And I just want to give you credit, Chris, that you were right on this. So if you want to take a little victory lap on that, now's a good time to do it. 
<laughs> oh man, I'll just say just to stay in the theme of Metro Puppets, just call his name and he'll hear you scream. Ben Johnson is the guy. I think he is so talented, so smart, and um, he's he, he's a guy who made a choice. And he he made a choice. You know, he could have gone and grabbed the gold ring and all that. Yeah, he, he he was offered the Carolina job for sure. <laughs> yeah, he he. he and Carolina would have been a nice place for him. It would have been a nice landing spot. It would have really uh, set him up well. But there's there's other things that play for people, right? And all kinds of people want different things in their life. And I love that Ben Johnson is is here for the long haul. There's a lot to be said for loving where you work. And he, of all accounts, is more happier than than he is here with the Detroit Lions. And I hope they keep him that way because he will, for a long time, I think, be remembered as one of the bright young minds in the NFL and 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 be able to evolve. I mean, we're we're playing we're playing against the you know week seventeen against the, uh, and he's still surprising them with plays, pulling pulling them you know out of the bag and and. and you know, they have no no idea what's coming at him. I love the creativity that he has, and he's had another whole offseason to come up with a whole lot more. This is this is going to be a and, – and the weapons, he's going to be just so exciting to see what he does. I, I cannot wait to see this team get out there on offense. And, you know, it's funny that we're, we're focusing so much on the offense now. Uh, we'll talk about the defense in the next segment when we come back from a break. But uh, – uh, Let's let's talk a little bit about the the uh, offensive line continuity um, and specifically the right guard position because one of the things that came out earlier this offseason was that the Lions every, to a man to the coaches were all talking that we kept our offensive line intact and that caused a lot of confusion because the guy who started at right guard last year was Evan Brown he's now in Seattle uh, signed as a free agent but they were talking about Big V coming back. And I know I'm excited about it. I know you are a big V, big, big V fan as well. It's tough to say. Big, big V fan. I'm a huge big V fan. <laughs> On Moneyline Monday. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah. Um, do, do, are you are you optimistic that he's going to be able to to go the full time with with coming off the back? Well, he, he did he have back surgery? He had, yeah, he had back surgery. Um, one of the yeah. several lines that had back surgery last season. How confident are you that he's going to be able to be the the full time staying starter and be good this year? I feel like we're gonna we're gonna see him for somewhere twelve or more games. I, okay. I, I think Big Big V is going to be out there and play what's effectively a full season these days for offensive linemen. Um, he, he's reportedly recovering very very well. Uh, looking strong and and uh, you know we call him Hank's tanks, Hank Fraley's tanks. Um, <laughs> they are back on the field, and I'm I'm excited to finally see this group of five do it because Big V flashed when he played. Um, people were really nervous about when we signed him what he had, and he shows he has the ability. He's just got to have the availability, and I think this will be the year we get that out of him. Um, and and it'll, look, he needs to right. He needs to he, yeah, he does there and play for 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 his own for his own good. Yeah, so, uh, he, I think we'll see Big V at least 12 games this year. Yeah, you know, fans still hold it against him that he was signed to that big contract, but he was signed to play tackle. He's not a tackle, he's a guard. Like, yes, he's he did take a pay cut this offseason to make it, so he's not even overpaid anymore. And the sunken cost is gone. Let's just just see what he's gotten and, you know, hope for the best with it. And uh, yeah, I like the idea of him playing on a contract. Left guard Jonah Jackson also playing for his next contract. Graham Glasgow, who's going to be their primary backup this season, um, playing on a one-year contract. That's that's not an accident, is it, Chris? 
Not at all. <laughs> it's it's the mo. It's the the Brad Holmes mo. That one year prove it deal. And uh, some guys they can prove it, and they want to go somewhere else. Some guys they just they 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 can't get the taste of the blue Kool Aid out of their mouth. They they, they want to stay. My goodness! Imagine if they win a playoff game. How how revered the uh, Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, the office. Like I, I'm still I'm still trying to process what will happen if we win a playoff game. And like uh, I like I don't I don't remember 1991. I was in college. I didn't didn't I didn't even get to see that game. Like, do you remember? Because you you were of more cognizant age and awareness at that point. Do you remember what it was like when they won a playoff game? Because I don't. I, I do. I, I remember. I remember celebrating and, and, and the excitement and, and not not registering as, you know, it was, it was a different time. We didn't have the Internet like like we do yeah. today, right? And so you, see, you you read the paper, and that's where you – and listen to the radio. Those are the two ways you got information. And it just wasn't as everywhere, and you, and you didn't get the opportunity to be as – you know, spend so much time with it as, as today. But I remember celebrating. Um, it was It was – it was a great, great time to see, and uh, I, you know, going. It was hard because we had the bye week, and then we won the playoff game, and then we went to the NFC Championship and lost to the the, the whatever uh, Washington wants to be called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have to go though. I have to go to the idea of, and this is a question. You know, it's my favorite question about this about the playoffs. If we win a playoff game. Does that make Jared Goff a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford? And I love that because it really raises hackles for people. <laughs> because Goff could do what, what Matthew Stafford never did. But I think if, he, if we did go through next year and win one, I think people would be ready to admit that at that point after the run he had last year. You, know, you, you, you bring that topic up, and it's a perfect place to bring it up because this is a conversation that, that Huge and I have a lot on the air. So that, that's a good one. Um, we're hitting up against a break here. Chris, can you stay with us for another segment and we can continue our little uh, podcast-a-thon on the air? I'd love to. All right. Uh, we will We will be back uh, again on the Huge Show. This is Jeff Risden, uh, joined by my pod, Detroit Lions podcast co-host, Chris. I'm really stumbling with the words here. i got to get more sleep. We'll be back in a little bit. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Man, have things changed with the Tigers' offense in the last week. Going into their series with the Mets, the Tigers' offense was last in the American League. They'd scored five runs or more just six times in 27 games. They couldn't come from behind. Now, starting with the Mets series, the Tigers have scored five runs or more in five of their last six games. They've come from behind three times to win and they won games started by Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. It's nothing fancy. It's just working hard, sticking with the game plan, getting into games better, and embracing some of the new concept the staff has been preaching since the start of spring. There will be more ups and downs with this young lineup, but with the production of Green, Torkelson, Baez, and Haas lately, it's exciting to think about just how much better this offense could be by the end of the year. 
Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter, and whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Take on the open road for Harley-Davidson's 120th anniversary. Saturdays in May, win a 2023 street glider. On May 27th, you can drive home a limited edition Fat Boy. It's the 120th anniversary Harley-Davidson giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at Ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Walk around with good times. Welcome back to the huge show. Jeff Risden sitting in today for Bill while he's out. Uh, you'll have another guest host in TBD tomorrow. Uh, won't be me, unfortunately. I'm busy, but uh, you'll be in great hands nonetheless. With whoever comes in, whether it's Eric or Anthony or whoever it might be, we'll see. So, we, continuing upon the last segment where we're talking with my Detroit Lions podcast. Partner, co-host, Chris. Chris Lyons is still on the line with us. He was gracious enough to sit with us through the uh, through the break where uh, producer Brett and I were reciting striper lyrics to one another. Um, this, this is the fun things that we do on uh, behind the scenes. Um, we talked offense last time, Chris. Let's talk a little bit about the defensive additions to this football team uh, in this segment. Uh, and let's start with uh, the biggest one. Um, not necessarily the first one that they got, but the biggest one, Broderick Martin. Third round, Western Kentucky, big boy. What are we getting with this yeah. guy? We're getting a lot of meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I like what I've seen from him on on the tape. Yeah, um, definitely here. a big guy. Obviously a guy that was here to stop the run. That Carolina game is not going to happen to the Detroit Lions again. I think that between Jack Campbell and Broderick Martin, that is the statement they've made. Um, and I, I know we're on Martin. I got to mention Aleem McNeil. He was looking pretty buff in the in the video the Lions released here yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah, he looked, um, he looked like he'd shed quite a bit of poundage. Yeah. Um, but but Broderick is going to anchor, I think, that, that, that middle of that line, that interior line, 
And I, I like what we have. I think there's a little bit of work on balance, a little bit of work on footwork that we can get, you know, help him with. But he has all the, the core pieces, the raw bits that are, are going to be that kind of anchor in the middle that we've been looking for and that we really needed in Carolina. Yeah. And, you know, he will keep Isaiah Bugs, who, by the way, came back, graciously came back, um, the, rotating the two of those guys in there together. Look, one of the things that happened last year, and you saw it in that Carolina game, was that Bugs and McNeil just played too much. They just didn't have the, the yeah. functional depth behind it. So I, if worse comes worse, even if he's only playing you know 15 to 20 snaps a game, he, he's making life better. And uh, one of the guys he's making life better for is Jack Campbell. All right, so we talked about this. Yeah. Your reaction live, um, and I did catch this because we, we the Detroit Lions podcast, we love to do live streams. That's why we do our show normally. And Chris and a couple other folks did it live and did a live reaction. And your reaction to Jack Campbell was um, equal parts astonishment and glee. And I want to lean on the glee part more than the astonishment part because we've covered the, the astonishment part enough for folks. But why why are you so excited that Jack Campbell is on the, on the Lions? Uh, Jeff, I feel like the Lions are finally going to be able to cover the middle of the field, the tight ends that have eaten in Detroit for years. Uh, I feel like, you know, this guy can move, he can slide, he can glide, he plays the uh, zone really well. I think Jack Campbell is going to add uh, uh, something to this, the, the pass defense, the short pass defense that we haven't had in years. And it's, it's going to help everybody get better. And then his ability to back up the line on that, on that, on those runs, is is going to be wonderful. I think I think he is a, is a really good element to add to this defense, and we've got him for five years if we want at rookie prices, and you get him for another probably four or five after that at least. You have yourself this position taken care of with a top tier guy who. And look, I'm not going to make any bold, crazy claims yet, but he has the potential to be a Spielman type of linebacker for the Lions. The it's, Lions. It's funny you bring that up because we we talked about that earlier in the show. Uh, he's not Chris Spielman. He's a different style of player, but his net yep. impact on what he does for Detroit could be what Chris Spielman did back in the late '80s and early '90s before uh, his unfortunate neck injury. Yeah, the, who hasn't wanted that as a Detroit Lions fan forever? <sighs> You and I both, uh, he's, he's, he's my favorite lion. I mean, I love Barry Sanders. I love Billy Sims. I love all these guys. You know, Matthew Stafford was great. But deep, deep down, the guy that has always been my favorite lion has been Chris Spielman. And it's, it's one of the nice things to have him back on this ascension of this team, to have him be a part of it. It's just, it's, it's kind of a storybook for me, just because I've always been such a fan of Spielman. And I am not a fan of that team from Ohio at all. But Chris Spielman, <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> he has crossed the chasm for me. He is, he's been a spectacular lion. I loved every snap he played in Detroit. He's, he's one of those guys that I have just held on to as one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And just to, to further that advance, um, I have a Chris Spielman Ohio State jersey, and I wore it once. Uh, I ran the race for the cure, and he lost his, his wife Stephanie, his first wife Stephanie, uh, to breast yep. cancer. And I was pleasantly surprised at how many Michigan fans appreciated me doing that and appreciated Chris Spielman. And uh, so that that tells you how magnanimous and how beloved he is uh, that you uh, that I was able to experience that. But uh, imagine imagine being Chris Spielman and being back with this team and and seeing where they're at now from from where they've been. 
How much? How much do you think he's is like just loving this? Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he is absolutely. I, I, I think he probably pinches himself sitting in that office every day. He's 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 such a reserved, smart guy. Yeah, but I think I think when the doors closed and nobody's around, he, he just like is this for real? Oh my god! Like to be able to play there and be the local hero forever and so close to where he went to college, right? I mean, to be pretty that, that regional closeness, then to come back after a, a broadcasting career that he was very successful in. And as I loved, I love Spielman in the, in the booth to see him come back and be able to help assemble this team. And, and you know how, you know, how I talk about leadership. We heard it from Hendon Hooker when he was interviewed. Um, he fits that mold so well. He is very much part of that, that personality of that front office. And, and it's, it's just such a humble, uh, wonderful human being that is in a position of leadership to make great decisions. It, it is truly a storybook, uh, kind of, uh, affair we have going on here at Allen park. And I, and I just, I can't wait for the happy ending. Oh, in that nice don't, don't we all want the happy ending? That's, that's what we're living for. Yeah. Um, talking with, uh, Chris, my, my Detroit lions podcast co-host, we'll call him Chris Lyons as a nom de guerre. Uh, this is, by the way, if, if you haven't heard us before, this is what we do um, live once a week uh, on YouTube. Check out the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, and Huge uh, has been a great supporter of us, and we thank Bill for that. And uh, uh, letting us do this on the air, basically a live version of our show, which is pretty darn sweet, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Very good. Very cool. Love yeah. You. So let's talk about the other defensive player. And this is one. I don't want to call him a, a safety because that's doing discredit. Brian Branch is a defensive back. And we you talked about Campbell and Martin and how they're going to improve the middle of the field. Brian Branch fits into that, that equation, too. The middle of the field defense got so much better with these guys. And Branch, so we signed C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who was the best free agent at the position that Branch also plays. How are they going to make that work with Branch being basically the same position, you know, the versatile, you know, hang safety star, whatever you want to call it role um, as as another guy. Can they play two of them? Can they play together? What's going to happen with that? So it starts with a nickel style defense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. I, 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 this is really interesting. Look, if you look at PFF right now, they've got Gardner Johnson as a slot corner. And and I think he's going to, I think he's going to play a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, and branch back into that strong safety role. I, I this is interesting. I and you know what? A lot of people are sleeping on Jerry Jacobs. I think yeah, there's 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 a lot of people going to wake up. Uh, but branch brings so much, so so much. And I, I, I in my you know what we've seen from Tracy Walker returning, he looks like he's going to be healthy and ready to go. You have Gardner Johnson who can play that kind of switch role, right? Like you talked about, and then Branch back there. One thing we know at the safety position is injuries happen, man. And the same thing with the cornerback position. The Lions have seen this. They've felt the effects of this. They've had to, you know, Dan Campbell's first year was a patchwork. Jerry Jacobs became uh, as, as well known in the NFL as he is because of the, the, the level of depth that we had to dig to to find cornerbacks to play in that first year, and he proved his value. He got yes, he did. That he, he wouldn't have. And many, many other teams had it not been for those, those teams very much being, uh, putting themselves in a position uh, where you can see your players and line them up against Yeah, it was great seeing Jerry. Oh, we lost Chris there for a second. We'll try to get him back on the line, but... Uh, 
know, just the, the depth of quality players that we have. Like, Jerry Jacobs did prove himself, and uh, Jerry is, is a fan of the podcast. Um, as a full disclosure, he came to our training camp party last year and hung out and signed autographs and took pictures and was just a great guy. He hung out. Like, he was done doing his time on the stage. He's, he's, he hung around and was, like, chatting with fans, and it was, it was great. But, uh, yeah, the figuring out where all the pieces go, that's, uh, that's Aaron Glenn's happy dilemma that he's got to deal with this season uh, yeah the, look i know i know pf he brought chris brought up pff pff is interesting because uh they they put out things that contradict their own statements sometimes but they like as an example they said that the lions got more of their top 100 players in the draft than any other team yet they also bagged on the dra- lions draft why because of the draft value well, like, again the common reinforcing theme. The NFL draft is about making your team better by acquiring players. The Lions did a fantastic job of doing that. And that's uh, that's something that, that we, we got to focus upon again. Chris, we lost you there for a second, buddy. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, are, you, are you back? Are you back among the living? We have Chris among the living. Giving him an anthrax reference and he's not biting. He's not there. Okay. Well, that's, that's a bummer. All right. Well... If you want more of that, we will. Uh, Chris and I are doing a live show. Uh, we actually have to schedule it this week because uh, I'm unavailable at a normal Wednesday night time. But uh, we have a lot of fun doing that. We break things down. Um, and uh, again, the Detroit Lions podcast. Please check us out on the the old YouTube channel. Um, you find us on Twitter everywhere. But uh, we have a lot of fun doing that. We have a lot of great guests that come in as well. Uh, we will have offensive line coach Hank Fraley at some point in the very near future. Um, he's been scheduled. Uh, and you might hear Jerry Jacobs again. And uh, if you like Jerry Jacobs, by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll do a shameless plug here. Look, I'm on the huge show. I'm going to do a plug. We we are working with Jerry Jacobs uh, on a foundation that he has. It's called the Seatbelt Gang. We have T-shirts printed up. Go to SeatbeltGang.com. Uh, you can get shirts for him, and all the money goes to um, underprivileged and single mothers in the Detroit area. Jerry uh, grew up. Without his mom, unfortunately, um, and he's very sympathetic and um, proactively attacking uh, and trying to help out people pay and pay it forward as best as he can. He's a great guy. Uh, he's going to be competing for one of the starting outside cornerback spots this year. We'll see how that plays. If he plays the way he did at the end of last season, he's in a good spot, and it's 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 more insurance for you know Emmanuel Mosley's in the fold. He's in the den. We'll see what, he, what he, it's going to be fun watching these camp battles. Um, Brett, I'm I'm excited to watch. Like, there's so much more talent coming in this year. Like, I don't know who's gonna, who's going to step like like in in past years. It was like, oh my god, we, we're looking. So one of the things, I'll, I'll peel the onion back here. One of the things that we have to do, we're assigned tasks, we're assigned topics as wire editors from USA Today. One of the ones that I've been assigned this week is. X amount of existing free agents that can help your team. And I'm going through the list and I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking, hmm, wrote down six to start with. Well, couldn't really come up with six credible ones. So I went down to five. And uh, unfortunately, one of the five that I did have, uh, Kareem Jackson, just resigned with with the Denver Broncos. So he's off of it. So now I'm down to four. And I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, I'm really looking at it. I'm like, and this is going to publish tomorrow, by the way. Uh, at, at Lions Wire. Please check it out. But really, there's only like two guys on this list that would actually make the Lions a better football. Like, they're good. They, they have the depth of talent where they don't need to go out and sign a guy after the draft who's going to start for the team. 
in past years, I, I, I remember going back into the, the Rod Marinelli era and the early Jim Schwartz era, where they're like, they're signing guys that are cut at the final roster cut down, and they're starting the next Sunday. Like, a lot of them, like multiple people doing them. They're not anywhere close to that this year. Like, they might they might pick up one or two players that are useful after roster cut downs, but honestly, the starting lineups, the starting 22, we know who those guys are going to be. We, we have a very good idea on that. So uh, thanks again for uh, for joining us, Chris. If you're out there, um, hopefully, hopefully the uh, the the aliens are are listening and, and giving taking it easy on you. When we come back, we will wrap up this day's huge show. Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. At Mercantile Bank, we understand that different businesses have different needs. That's why our team of business specialists take the time to understand your business, your goals, and your objectives. We provide tailored solutions and innovative products, all delivered locally. So when you're ready to work with a partner who understands your unique business needs, call us. We're here and ready to put the wheels in motion. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business, and let's make dreams a reality. Member FDIC. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So you have the chase for the NBA rings going on right now, some unbelievable action, and they have an offer for new customers who are listening, who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, because those new customers then can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every Every day during the NBA playoffs, just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses, they'll give you a bonus bet back up to the amount of your initial bet, up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's sad but true that my time here with The Huge Show today is ending. Thank you all for joining in for this three-hour ride uh, with me, Jeff Risden, sitting in for Bill, uh, who's out enjoying time away. Uh, tomorrow you will have a guest host, TBD, but uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank my guests today. Uh, Chris Lyons, my co-host from the Detroit Lions podcast. Sorry about the phone issues that we had with that, but uh, if you want to catch more of what we talk about, we're going live uh, probably Wednesday night this week. But uh, stay tuned, check it, uh, subscribe, and like to like the YouTube channel, and you'll find out exactly when we're coming on, uh, so I can uh, come into your ear holes uh, when, whenever you want to. So, uh, also thanks to Kellen Voss from Maze and Brew. Great information from Kellen, Zealand East Chicks own. Uh, did a great breakdown on everything uh, Michigan basketball related. Uh, speaking of Zealand, Zealand boys club volleyball team. I'm headed to practice right after I leave here. Um, we got big games coming up this week. Uh, our first season has been a great blast. Thank you everybody for supporting that. If you're out there, come out and see us at Tulip Time and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Big. Bad. Huge.